Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? All right, so we're starting off the week with this podcast, a little bit of a later release, mainly because this week you're going to be seeing a lot of content coming out on the iPhone SE 2020. Uh, and that's the name that I keep calling it. I don't call it the iPhone SE 2. Uh, also, it's not the iPhone 9. I'm still happy that they're not going with that name. Uh, but yes, we have the iPhone SE, the new version, in our hands right now. And this podcast was me and our homie TK Bay talking about this particular phone, which is kind of shaking up the market, but we also talk about why that's not necessarily the case, at least outside of the US. The topic of a mid-range phone that provides affordable reliability though, that is definitely on the table today in this podcast. TK did not receive his phone at the time of recording this, but it's funny because I was unboxing mine, not really unboxing mine, I was actually just sort of reacting to the phone during this podcast, and then directly after we were done recording, he got his and then went on a couple of other shows, including his own, in order to talk about the phone. So there's a lot of content coming out right now about the iPhone SE, the new version of it, iPhone SE 20. 20, if you will. Uh, But we also talk about the impending LG Velvet announcement. It is official that there's going to be an announcement on this new mid-range phone that might actually look radically different from other LG devices we've seen in the last year or two, and that is really exciting. After that, we do get into a few questions and a Q&A segment because we were doing this on Instagram Live as we do every single week. So make sure you follow Pocket Now on the Instagram profile. That way you are notified when we are doing live broadcasts, as that is when we record the podcast every single week. In any case, let's go ahead and get going on this episode. Welcome TK Bay back to the Pocket Now Weekly. Let's go ahead and have a chat. Easy peasy. TK Bay on the show this week. Really awesome to see you. And of course, you got your great backgrounds there with Goku and whatnot. I just have... Well, my closet <laughs> <laughs> which which could have a poster some kind of anime stuff it's true you know true. always the last time i had something on the doors of that uh closet it was um it was an android authority poster and obviously you know that went back to the guys one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i understand hey brandon's in the chat as well hey yeah. man a few people saying good morning where are you like where, where are those people broadcasting or broadcasting uh chatting from i'm wondering because it's already 3:38 here in socal where tk and i both are um um probably i mean what, india china maybe um, probably you yeah. know fur- further uh yeah That's that would be my early. assumption <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right yeah buddy. Well, there's uh first few minutes yeah, of every ahead, show sorry. i just wanted to ask like how are things going with you we haven't had you on the show and maybe like I-, I think actually we the last time we had you on pocket now weekly was when quarantine first started to happen huh it was right about yeah, right at the beginning, and um, and also with the old format, which is uh, you know I'm I'm really happy to see how the new format's going. Yeah, um, we we just kind of go on the lives. It's great to have an audience. Uh, we know that the yeah, yeah. Pocket Now Weekly always thrived on having an audience. Um, so it's great to have all of you in here on the IG live. Make sure you stick around. We are going to do Q and A at the end of this broadcast, like with every broadcast. So have your questions ready. There's also that question and answer or Q and A like little module in IG live, and I feel like not enough people use it. So I've, I really want to. Uh, uh, recommend everybody try to hit that button try to send in your your questions using that um one quick question from people uh jaime is actually working on his little editor he actually has a piece right now on the iphone se 2020 which of course we're going to talk about in this episode however he uh i i had to send him pictures of it because he unfortunately since he's down in latin america is not able to get his hands on it just yet so yeah that's the thing um you have been like people have been seeing me on pocket now way more recently than they have uh <laughs> in a while and the reason why is because i'm i'm trying to uh pick up all of the content that he's unfortunately not able to do because he's not able to get his hands on the products down in honduras so trying to help out wherever hopefully things get get worked out yeah but yeah it's a little hard but we miss jaime definitely i uh last couple of the podcasts that you guys did i actually during my run i would just listen to you guys so it's it's very entertaining to you know just listen to your you know back and forth conversations and so on oh fantastic i'm really i'm really happy to hear that um so uh, leading to the question that i wanted to ask we haven't seen you since this quarantine like started how how have you been uh last the last like what 30 days a month almost um, oh man, I think I want to say more like four, yeah, a little over. Uh, I think it's like a, a month and a week now, and we're we're kind of in the middle of it, which is interesting. And um, so I'm home as as everybody else. We're you know California. I think you know similar kind of situation. Uh, trying to, to to keep busy. Uh, luckily, we've uh, I've had a. Uh, an influx of devices, uh, things coming in the mail, so that I, I'm, I'm very happy that you know delivery services are still working. And um, 
I've picked up a lot on my running. So my running has gotten so much better. Oh, nice. <laughs> Every other day, I try to do uh, like a 10K now. So it's it's a good hour, just a straight hour of workout. And like, I, I feel I feel better. It's just a way of just getting into that Zen mode. And um, just think of it offsets all that stress that builds up. So it works great. You have you have effectively made me and everyone in the chat feel worse about ourselves. <laughs> a ten k uh, every day that's so that that's so every impressive. other day, yeah. Every other day, it's just it's a and um it it just I miss outdoors. I'm a runner yeah, and yeah. and I love being outside. So for me, it's um I know you know I could I could technically go outside and run and so on, but it's again an stretch amount. So it's about an hour. It takes me. It's not a fast pace. It's more of a cardio just to keep things going. Sure. So for me, um yeah, podcasts, music, anything that's going on during the time I'm able to get my run in, it's perfect. So yeah, yeah that's how I said it. I caught a couple of your uh, your shows there uh, with Jaime on on Instagram, which I just I'm like usually scrolling and like, hey, you guys are on, so it's mm -hmm. fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, awesome. Well, uh, yeah, that leads me to like a bit of a joke that I heard from one of my friends uh, that basically said, I think it was a tweet or maybe it was in our group chat where they said, um, <laughs> at the end of this quarantine era, you can look like a completely different person. It, yeah. It's up to you at what extreme you pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, it, it's it's very hard. It's a slippery slope, right? Because, yep. you know, the moment you're just like, ah, I'm just going to relax and whatever. And, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to keep it uh, balanced. But I, like I said, I, for me, running is a, it's more of a, it's a mindful thing. It's mm -hmm. a zone. You know, you're able to basically focus on yourself. But it also, you know, the endorphins and so on just kind of help you. Uh, release some of that stress so which yeah. it, it is it, it's it's stressful it you know being home all the time it's it's not easy um you know and so, you know what good. like it might be time for for myself you and even jaime um to start like maybe doing a little bit of content about what things we use a to to, to keep ourselves busy during quarantine but the thing is we are privileged in the sense that we, we we are able to still work even if we are stuck yeah. in our houses uh but probably exactly. you know like ways that we keep healthy like apps and products that we use and whatnot i know for me my number one thing would be um i track my my my, my calories now so i'm oh, actually yeah. technically same, on a cut thing. this entire quarantine right now so uh hopefully it'll it'll lead to something but the workouts you have way more discipline than i do as far as that is concerned i I got lucky last year, late last year, where I got a um, a foldable treadmill mm -hmm. that I'm uh, that I got a chance to review, and it's been a godsend because it's so easy to set up. Like I can set it up anywhere in the house. It um, it's a walking pad, and it just it just it's one of the best things I've ever um, received for review, and it's been working great. So, like I said, every other day I, I, I unfold it. Um, I even get my son on it. It's easy. It's 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 very quick, and you know, folds away, and you can keep things clean. Yeah, so. for sure. All right, cool. Well, we can go ahead and get into more uh, some of our main topics for today. We have a few things in mind. Uh, but before we get started, I just want to quickly say from me to you, uh, Ramadan Mubarak. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, today is the first day uh, of Ramadan. Uh, so um, to everybody that's watching, uh, Ramadan Mubarak as well. And uh, hope you guys are staying safe. It's an it's an interesting time to, to have Ramadan. But uh, yeah, uh, first days are a little bit hard. Uh, just kind of adjusting to not eating uh or drinking so it's uh, taking it easy let's yeah, put it that way today sure. is my day off to, so tomorrow i'll go back to, to running late in the afternoon but right before i break fast so it's good there we go all right cool well um you are waiting with what i assume is abated breath right now for your iphone se to come in <laughs> i am refreshing that all day long all day long i've been like on ig everybody's getting their iphone everybody's getting their iphone and i'm like checking my uh because it's delivering with ups and I think for our area, for some reason, UPS decides to do it like later in the afternoon. So mine may end up show, mm. showing up at, at like eight o'clock or something. But I, I'm hoping that they're early. Um, you know, I wish they went with some other carrier. But yeah, I am. I cannot wait. But I'm happy that well, you have yours at least. That's exactly. Good. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to commit FOMO <laughs> here. But yeah, I, I do have it here. And you know what? I had I had a few. We wanted to give some really quick takes on it because right now. Mine is actually sitting outside of its box. I've already filmed my unboxing. It's going to be live over on my channel on uh, Joshua Vergara, uh, but it is updating right now. And just immediately when I hold it up like this, my God, this is a small phone. Goodness gracious. The moment that you, I, I know that when you do your unboxing and you hold this thing in your hand for the first time, it's going to be, wow, this is really, it's a throwback of throwbacks. Um, it, 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 yeah. Oh my God. I mean, it, 
the the form factor, the size, if anything, and and you know we're used to like six point five, six point nine, six point eight inches. Every single device. I mean, I haven't received a single one, even the small, like the uh, the S twenty, right? The S twenty six point two inches. Yeah. And that's the small one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting experiment to set, to check it out. But I'm I'm excited to look uh, to see how the the user experience is. Now I have the uh, 11 Pro, so for me that's the general iPhone that I use. So if I have to use an iPhone, it's the 11 Pro Max, actually, not even the Pro. So yeah, <laughs> it's going to be uh, an interesting experiment. But uh, I saw you got the red one. That's a nice color. Yes, I like it. Is, it. it yes. You know, it is a really nice color, and this kind of leads me to the reason why today or this particular device is a little bit special to me because I don't know about you, but um, obviously Mm -hmm. everyone knows that I was uh, at Android Authority for a long, long time. So iPhones were still, um, it was very much an outside looking in type of thing where we never Mm -hmm. used iPhones as daily drivers. I never used one growing up. I I got into Android early on, especially when like the G1 came out. Um, Sorry, coming back in. Uh, Especially since the... um, especially since the t-mobile g1 came out and uh the nexus one and all those classic phones i never got into the original iphones and for many many years after those iphones were all coming out um you know one two three four and i want to say all the way up until six i never Mm -hmm. ever used them as daily drivers so all these people who who were building their careers off of like content of unboxing an iphone having that experience that apple kind of pioneered as far as the tech enthusiast lifestyle is concerned I got to experience that not more than an hour or so ago by unboxing this thing where I never got to unbox an iPhone 4, original iPhone or anything like that. It was really surreal because I actually felt a certain level of excitement from it because here I was given this opportunity to actually have that experience that so many people had with a phone that is updated for today's world. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's that interesting experience. And I feel like... um, Apple's doing some some good things with the uh, with with the SE, and I feel like I'm happy that it's a it's here. It's I'm finally you know seeing a series. You know, it's, it's a series now, right? There's a second generation of it, so the hope is that we continue with that. But it definitely, you know, it, in these times where you know some you know budgets are tight, and if you're considering wanting to get a smartphone and you want to be able to get that experience that you want that Apple can provide, mm-hmm. uh, this is definitely a good way to get into the ecosystem. I I agree. It's a it's something I didn't get a chance to experience with the original SE. So I never played with the original SE. I think uh, a buddy of ours, uh, Juan Carlos, did. But I, uh, I'm looking forward to checking out what, what this experience entails. Yeah. Oh, there. The update finally finished. So I just want to show everybody real yeah. quick. This is the most retro feel that I've ever had. Because like you could say all you want about like the Moto Razor or the Z Flip or other phones that try mm-hmm. to be like kind of classic. Well, this was it was it was this and a few key Android phones that actually like it 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 marked the start of the smartphone era. Is this sort of metal frame, this sort of look right here? It was sort of now I'm yeah. not gonna say a peak, but you know, everyone remembers this era and this is this is what this is what we all looked at in people's hands all the time. <laughs> exactly. It's an iconic Apple design. It's it's as iconic as the original um, iPhone SE with the, uh, that you know, the more flat uh, sides and kind of like the sandwich style, uh, you know, I would say like the ice cream bar uh, style uh, design. Um, this one definitely button. is a classic. The freaking home button's back. But, you know, it's not, it's not, gonna, it's not really a button. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's the uh, force touch it's type. It's touch ID. Uh, yeah, it's the touch ID. Oh, okay. So it still has that haptic uh, response, so you have that real like button feel to it. Uh, but mm-hmm. I will admit, like with the world that we're in right now, as far as smartphones are concerned, I still swiped up from the bottom trying to go home. I totally forgot. Like it, it's it's actually not in my in my psyche anymore to hit a home button anymore. <laughs> it, it's the same problem people were having when uh, the first iPhone 10 came out. Remember, and everybody was like, "What is this? You swipe what?" <laughs> and now everybody's like, uh, "No, now you got to go back." Uh, but you know. It's nice. It's nice to have, uh, you know, the fingerprint sensor back in there. I feel like it's a great thing to have. Um, and, uh, you know, the, they've perfected that. That's something that they have done a great job at perfecting. And I felt like it would be something great that if they can bring it back to a device. And, of course, the SE is going to be it. And maybe maybe this may, you know, may, may end up being a new trend. Maybe we'll see it again, in a, you know, on the back of a device or something. But I'm happy that you got yours. I'm getting the red one as well. So that's why I'm actually just uh, really, really jealous of you right now. Just enjoying <laughs> seeing the red color. Because that is actually very red. I didn't think it was going to be that, like, that deep of a red. Yeah. I have always watched with uh, like small pangs of jealousy whenever people got the product. I keep wanting to say project. It's product red uh, versions 
of the iPhones mm-hmm. because it was always just yeah. this, like really like this is the shade of red that I would want this phone to be. Um, they never make well aside from maybe like the iPhone 11. Um, they had a mm-hmm. yellow one, but they never have like a proper like dark like like real deep yellow really version i would really want that to be honest um but as far as uh, as far as throwbacks are concerned like i just want to give like obviously i'm not going to give away the farm uh you know my my unboxing will be live in a, in a couple of hours i'm going to get to work on it right after this um mm-hmm. but i just wanted to show like just how much of a throwback it truly is because we do have the we do have the ear pods in the box it's wired with the lightning and whatnot. But look at this. This, yeah, yeah. this is still <laughs> it's a thing. super slow. Um, like this is this has definitely got to be the slow charger, right? Because it can take it can take the uh, the faster charging this phone along with wired wireless charging. Um, but mm-hmm. this little charger in here, you know, you still get like it, it's even the contents of the box feel a little bit like classic in that way. Yeah, it, they 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 st- they stuck in with what they know they do best, of course. I see some people that are in like from Kuwait and uh, some some people from uh, different places. So yeah, it's definitely an international uh, group in here too. Oh, for sure. Um, so as I bring this up, it actually brought me to the, the next question I wanted to ask you. Like, um, it's a smaller phone. Yes, three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Some some not really not really corners had to be cut, but you know some concessions had to be made. Uh, yeah, do you have any concerns about like what like now that we are spoiled in the sense that we have things like five thousand milliamp hour batteries, super high power displays, and whatnot? Do you have certain? I'll use the word concerns because it's what I tend to use on my channel. But do you have any concerns, or do you have any things that you know you're going to have to adjust to with this phone? Oh, absolutely. I mean. The, the device, the device is. I mean, from what from what I've seen as far as spec, on the specs, you can I haven't really got a chance to use it yet. Um, the experience that they're gearing for here is definitely more of, uh, as you said, concessions, con- con- not compromises, but tailoring the experience to fit that three ninety nine price point that they're trying to bring it in, uh, bringing in a lot of their legacy in there. But they're pretty much not trying to compete with themselves. They're almost pretty much just saying, look, we're going to give you the cheapest possible price to get into the Apple ecosystem. Yeah. Um, there are a few things missing. Uh, so like, you know, night photography, dual sensors, wide angle lens. That's something that I thought would have been really good. Uh, but, at, you know, just looking at it overall, I think the form factor is going to be my biggest thing. I'm going to feel like this phone is extremely light and I'm going to be dropping it everywhere because <laughs> of the fact that it's so small. Um, I feel the opposite about that. Handling is so important to me, and I feel like this is this is like just the perfect. Okay, it's the perfect size for handling. It's not so far the perfect size for like media consumption, but I can't really speak to that yet. Um, so, have you done the pocket test yet? Oh, what, what, what's the pocket test? So, so for me, basically, that's how I carry my phone. My phone always goes into the pocket, right? Yeah. So, if you, I'm assuming you carry your phone in the pocket in the same way. Have you put in? Have you put that phone in the pocket? And does it feel like you have a phone in there? Uh, far less so than many other phones we've reviewed recently. So this is where memory and basically muscle memory starts kicking in. As time goes on, you're used to picking up a much bigger phone. So your hand's going to go in there. And as, as you're working things like that, those are the things that generally will change that we need to adjust to. So for me... Um, the color is going to be great. Uh, I'm assuming it's as slippery as, uh, if, at least from that material, it's a little bit slippery in the hand, I guess, or basically just how things are. So my worry is I'm going to drop it. I don't have any cases for it yet. Um, although in theory, we could technically pick up an iPhone 8 case, I, I would assume, right? I mean, yeah. it should be about the same. I saw a few people talking about that. I didn't I didn't click the headline, but I wondered um, maybe iPhone 8 cases are going to work with this. Uh, to be fair, I already, yeah. I already have a case in, in hand. I'm not using it yet, but I already have a case ready for this. <laughs> oh, good, good. Yeah, no. So for me, that would be mostly the biggest thing. Um, adjusting to the smaller f- uh, footprint. Uh, the display quality with the size, not a big issue for me. I mean, 720p at that form factor, I think is not a big problem. Uh, I think it's more about if you, we had a 720p on a big phone, like, you know, if we're talking like ROG size uh, style phone or, you know, Red Magic phone or anything like that, those things will obviously stand out more. So uh, just, you know, comparing it and see how it compares as far as usability, apps running, so on. Um, again, I have the 11 Pro Max, so comfortable in the Apple ecosystem, just more of usability. So I think it's the form factor the most that's going to be the adjustment period for me. Yeah. Uh, photography and so on, we have to kind of tailor it. It's a 399 phone, so... Well, I've already, sure I already I haven't gotten any samples just yet. I mean, that's that's the other thing I'm going to do directly after this call is uh, actually run out with this. And I know it's not the closest comparison. I am going to do a versus Pixel 3a at some point in the next week. But yeah. um, I am going to take this and actually the iPhone 11 out. And I'm just going to test the front and the rear mm-hmm. 
main sensors. I'm not going to get into the yeah. zoom or the wide angle or anything like that. No, no, yeah. and, and it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a fair comparison because you don't have it. It's not intended for that. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one quick thing, I, I, as I get into the live chat a little bit, I, I noticed that Bragster said, "But wait, whenever Android does these things, it's considered compromises. But when the iPhone does, it's concessions." Okay, first of all, potato, potato. Okay, <laughs> like let's let's not get into this whole discussion that everyone's going to have. I I, I, I imagine everyone's going to be going Android versus iOS at this point. Because it's not just oh, going to be yeah. Apple doing this. We're going to be seeing more phones like this coming out at around 400 uh, at the very least sub $500 price points. What we're saying is that um, what Apple does pretty well, and no, this is not me saying Apple's better than Android in any sense of the word, but we all have to do, we all do have to agree that when Apple creates a certain experience for their smartphones, they are able to tailor it to that experience a little bit better than some Android manufacturers because what Android manufacturers are doing is they are pulling from a huge pool of hardware and specification things and whatnot. Apple literally tunes every little bit of their own product because they're the only mm -hmm. ones that make that product. So oh, exactly. That, and, and they're able to get the price down to the point where they're able to give that experience at $399. That's the other thing that we have to keep in mind. It's, there's a reason why it looks like an iPhone 8. It's not, it's not by coincidence. It's not like they just had a couple of extra shells there. It's because that design's perfected. It's something they've done and they've done it quite well. So yes. I agree. I, I don't think it's a, we shouldn't compare them straight head to head yet. I think in the, in the overall realm of smartphones and, and capabilities that we have right now, Android does have some mid-tier devices that can compete, but not necessarily as far as the processing power. There's no question the A, you know, the the, the A13 Bionic is no. Obviously, it's a flagship uh, iPhone processor, so mm -hmm. that's where things are kind of. This is where some of the things they decided not to skim skip on. So you do want to appreciate the fact that they gave it to you. So yeah, and um, that's a that, that's it, a phenomenon I've always wanted to sort of like call out, and I think I will in my ultimate like iPhone reviews uh, or videos over the next week. Is the fact that when something like this comes out, what do you compare it to in the existing ecosystem? You can only do it one way. You can compare it to other iPhones. Now, the reason, exactly. why, yeah. the reason why it's easier to be harder on Android phones is because there's a billion other Android phones that try to provide the same general experiences, and that's where you can actually see what, quote-unquote, again, potato-potato, what can be considered compromises rather than changes in the overall experience. So, yeah. in, for example, if you, if you were to look at a phone like the um, maybe the Samsung A51 right now, the A51 has oh, a yeah. 765 processor in it with a camera that is considered good, but it may not be the best. Compare that to the Pixel 3a when it first came out. The cameras on the Pixel 3a could be considered a lot better because of Google's processing. But what processor is in that phone? That is a compromise when you compare those two things together. You can't really exactly. compare this to any other iPhone because that's their own ecosystem. It's not something that you can do as easily as we do with Android phones on the uh, like on the regular. You know, <laughs> no, I mean, the for me, the only way to so for me, if I had to compare this listed to any other Android device, especially because of the processor, I'd probably compare it to something that was released last year with the 855 over the uh, seven series, I would go with the eight series, but something that is actually dropped in price. Um, I recently was able to pick up an uh, a Samsung S10 for 399. Ooh. And it was, I mean, it was renewed. So mind you, it's not a brand new device, but off of Amazon, $399 for an S10. And that had basically, I mean, not the, not the E, the standard S10. So we had, you know, triple camera setup, uh, front facing bokeh, a lot of different things. But if you compare it device to device, you have a lot of features there that you can compare to that maybe the SE doesn't actually stack up to. But mm. again, we're having to go to last year's processing, not current version, you know, processor. Uh, and so overall, I think it, you're you're right. Comparing it to another iPhone is the best situation because that's really where the experience is building on. Mm -hmm. It's taking things from the iPhone, from the iOS ecosystem, and then giving you basically more of a tailored experience at the 399. And of course, if you'd like to get more, you are able to jump over to the 11, to the 10, to the uh, you know all different sorts of different uh, iOS devices or iPhones that you're able to get more power into it. Yeah. They're not trying to you know they're not trying to fool you. They're giving it to you straight. You're getting a single sensor in the front, single sensor in the back, um, IPS displays, small form factor. But again. There's a lot of people that appreciate a small phone, and we just don't have enough of them on the market now. Exactly. So I think a lot will, of phones. I think a lot of phones that um, manage to be this small. That's where, like, you can really see the cracks in the in the experience. 
Um, meanwhile, like you were saying, I love I love your thought about looking at last year's phones as comparisons yeah. to this because the first phone that came to mind is the OnePlus Seven T. That's a four hundred forty nine dollars yeah, phone now. That's a four. Yeah, no, exactly. Even uh, actually, right now it's three. Yeah, four ninety nine. Exactly. It's very close to the price point, and it's running the eight fifty five plus. So that's even better. Yeah, um, and you can you can look at that, especially when you consider that um, yeah, this is a four hundred dollar phone. But if you want to even the playing field, getting the one hundred twenty eight gigabyte version of this phone is about the same price mm-hmm. as the Seven T at its base model. So like that's that's true. So that that's one way of looking at it. Speaking of which, that is one of my. I, I, I will have to say, battery life is going to be a concern for me. Um, yeah, I don't want this to be a throwback in the sense that when the iPhone eight was out, everyone said the same thing. Everyone, this is a joke I always made in iPhone content, especially when I was back at Android Authority. It was um, <laughs> iPhone users always say the same thing. Do you have a cable? Do you have a charging cable? Do you have a charger? Do you have? <laughs> do you have a, I, I yeah, I you know what? Keep in mind, seven twenty p display. I, yep. It is IPS, but it's a seven twenty p. And um, we're also talking wireless charging, so you're you're a little bit uh, you're not as actually, necessarily tied to the wire uh, all the time, so you should be okay. Uh, actually, you know, first first test coming up. Okay, it works on the OnePlus Warp Charger thirty. <laughs> <laughs> now, can we get it charging at thirty watts? That's oh, when what we want to see. That's no. when things change for no. sure. Um, and then yeah, the other yeah, the yeah. only other concern that I have is honestly the sixty four gigabyte model that I got because I um, yeah. if this if this camera is able to it is able to record at 4K 60. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna fill up that 64 gigabytes quick, and not to mention all the games that I tend to have on my phones. It, it's gonna be, in, yeah. I, I in mind, I, I'm kicking myself for not picking up the uh, the additional model. I picked up the 64 as well. Um, I, I just I wanted to see what the entry entry level experience was. What, exactly. what are they offering at the three? Because you know they say three ninety nine. Everybody says three ninety nine. But if you're buying the four fifty, the five fifty, you know whatever the, the upgraded models, that's not the three ninety nine experience that they're trying to say. Look, this is the price point we were able to give it to. So I feel like you'll get a more of a I would say holistic experience in there because that's what they're intending with it. But you're right. Yeah, four K sixty content will fill up that sixty four gig quite fast, and yeah. we cannot expand storage there. So this is something we have to figure out how to live with. I love that you mentioned uh, going to the 399. That way we can actually have the experience that Apple's trying to market. Because I completely yeah. agree with that. I've, ha- I've been having a lot of conversations recently about what it's what it actually means to review products when we are as far away from the general user as anybody can be. <laughs> and um, Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and in this case, we're all buying our iPhones. I mean, Apple has a very exclusive creator list, so we don't, we're not part of that, obviously, so we have to buy these iPhones. So we actually have that experience, which, I, you know, there's, there's, there's pros and cons to that whole thing thing but yeah if if we were going to get the 256 gigabyte version of this phone we're bougie <laughs> we're getting yeah. bougie at that point. exactly yeah no and and for, for the most part if somebody's considering at that point you know they may might as well just jump into the next next tier of iphones at that point i mean the price does jump um and i think it's a doubles uh the the difference doubles when you're trying to go from the 128 to the 256 obviously you know it's 50 just for the first tier and then it just doubles over there so um, I, I think it'll be interesting. I think, for, especially for us, large device users, uh, mass <laughs> amount of memory, latest RAM, latest specs. How does it compare? Uh, obviously, the processor is not going to be an issue, but I think it's more of the usability and the form factor. So, would you be able to say, "Look, I'll leave all my other devices and go out with the 64 version of the, you know, SE2," or would I basically have any problems with that? And I do have to have a backup in there. So, something like that, I think, would be a good experiment. Uh, but you know. Uh, and, and you can see that in the comments. I mean, also, you know, 64 is not enough. But, you know, again, that's what Apple's intending. They set that. That's how the marketing is set. It's 399 for that experience. So I mean, we'll you got to give Apple some credit as far as the hustle is concerned, because the very first email I got once I signed into this phone was your iCloud storage is full. And, so, <laughs> and it was already telling me like, oh, you can get 50 gigs a month for 99 cents. And I was like, go oh, away. Oh. <laughs> That 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 that's exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a conversation maybe for a different different time. But yeah, that's exactly how they get you, man. Come yeah. on, services, my friend. Services. Exactly. It's not about the hardware all the time. It's literally about the services that come. I already pay for Google One. I mean, it's called Google One now, but it was Same Google here. Drive. Yeah. Um. So, but the, the other thing is, you know, I put Google Photos on here, and that would take care of me anyway. So, there you go. Um, oh yeah, no, absolutely. But uh, yeah, iCloud, of course, always. Uh, why don't you? I, okay, this is gonna be funny. I don't know how quickly you'd be able to figure it out, but do you want to check real quick if your package came in? Like, cause it'd be funny for you to unbox it on uh, on the show. <laughs> so I have notifications set, and uh, because I have an, uh, the Nest Cam at the door, so oh, if they gotcha. did show up, uh, I have a Nest uh, Nest Nest Sorry, Nest. 
Oh man, and that's display the small one. I can't forget. They changed the name on me. Uh, but yeah, the uh, so essentially, as soon as it comes in, I'll have a you notification. Okay. My watch will start buzzing, and that's when I'll actually be see like, hey. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it's like sorry, that's Josh. when you start enjoying what Goku for a while. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, sorry, you know, Josh. Actually, take I care of the show. I'll see you later. <laughs> so you mentioned at the beginning of the video, you talked about the original Nexus. So oh, snap. So. Oh, I still have my look at that. That's that's actually that has to be smaller than this iPhone, right? That has to be. It is a little bit smaller. It is. It, yeah. And and um, the reason why I, I, I kind of wanted to bring it up is because of the nostalgia factor. Um, I used to think this was a big phone. <laughs> when yeah. I first went to this phone, I was like, my God, this is a big display. You know, I was going from a BlackBerry. The displays were much smaller there. We had a keyboard that covered half the display. Obviously, this was the you know one big. But it has a single sensor in the back, no front-facing camera. We have that little mouse cursor in there and micro USB charger at the bottom. And this thing still ter- turns on. So to me, uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to use this device even if you paid me at this point, obviously. <laughs> uh, mostly because you can't log into Google on there anyways. Uh uh, the actual services no longer support the original version. I think this is, I think this is Eclair. I'm not sure if it's running Eclair or Donut. So yeah, we'll yeah. have to see. Back in the days of dessert names, definitely not the case yeah. anymore. Yeah, the olden <laughs> days. Yes. Talk about talk about nostalgia. The day that Google decides that, like, just for this one, we're gonna name it a, a dessert. Everyone's gonna go nuts. They're like, oh, nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool well that was our talk about the iphone se 2020 it is in my hands and it will be in tk's hands very soon look forward to content on pocket now on my channel on tk's channel all the links are in the show notes um all right so uh we will talk more about it if people have questions but save your questions live chat for the q a later on in the show uh so we'll let you know when that's about to happen but for now we're gonna go ahead and take a really quick break before we talk about some other mid-range devices Back from the break, um, our live chat is already, like, you guys are, are a little bit omniscient because you know what we're about to talk about is already coming up. Dan Supercar says LG needs an LG G6 with no problems or a 5X and no notch or a hole punch. And then SSJ 3 time, 3X. Look at that, Super Saiyan, uh, Super Saiyan 3. <laughs> Super Saiyan, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I big fan of mine. I love it. I'm happy that he's in the chat, of course. Yeah. Oh, there we go. He said, Dan, watch it be the velvet. That's exactly what we're going to be talking about for the next 10 or so minutes. So, um... I just want to express that I'm really happy that LG is finally shaking it up again. Um, yeah. they, they have a new phone that um, we've been seeing teases of it recently. And this is exactly what I have been saying uh, over the course of many different shows and videos recently, that manufacturers do need to sort of step it up as far as giving us phones that have good experiences for sub $500. It's a market mm-hmm. that in, in the U.S. is especially is not being taken advantage of and now apple comes in and they're like okay cool 400 iphone and now i'm like well there you go everyone's gonna say apple did it first when in reality all of these um phones in europe and asia have been hitting that price point for years now and no one gets to see that you know (laughs) absolutely yeah yeah, it's it's an it's an entire separate market that we don't even get a chance to see here because they're not even competing in our in our market. But I'm hoping that this opens up the opportunity for that. Of course. Yeah. Um. So it was just recently announced. I think it was like a day or two ago. Like people already know details about the LG Velvet, and um, mm-hmm. what is now official is the fact that there's going to be an online event on LG's like various networks, uh, where the announcement is going to be like literally happening on May seventh. So that's a week. Yeah. That's like two weeks away. Um. So yeah, mm-hmm. we're getting a full on announcement for a phone that is uh like i said under that 500 price point has just the right specifications to give you a good experience for that 500 snapdragon 765 a triple camera 5G. setup 5g yep. um and exactly. it, it's probably going to have at least like a higher resolution screen um Maybe not high refresh rate, but we'll see. Uh, but it also comes with a pretty like good-looking design. I mean, it's called the Velvet, so um, they they definitely have to make sure their design prowess is a part of all of this. Um, I wanted to oh, check yeah. with you real quick. Any thoughts from you about the LG Velvet? Are you excited for it or anything really? I Yeah, no, definitely. I The fact that we're seeing a 700 series uh, processing power, I mean, so very few things really surprising. I mean, the design obviously looks really nice. It's very sleek. You could see definitely that they've, they've used some of the aesthetics from different uh, other devices, uh, the way they've designed this one. Um, it's definitely 
it's enticing you by the looks, but it's also trying to bring you in with the usability. So the 765 is a great processor, especially because it does support 5G. So you know you're going to be getting that experience that will last you for some time. Uh, my hope essentially, or what I'm really excited to see with this is, I want to see basically how do they basically provide you the experience with the camera. So we got a triple camera setup, it looks like from this one, where with the V60, we didn't get triple, we got two. So is it really two cameras? Is it three cameras? So that's those are things I'm interested to see how they do it. And uh, will they bring in some of the experience that they have with the V series over to the Velvet? I mean, it is a V technically for the Velvet. Mm. So I'm hoping some of those uh, extra functionalities that we have in the cameras, um, you know, the audio processing, they have some great processing with the V60. So those are things that make me excited to see what the mid-range device that they're trying to bring in. Um, and of course, you know, May 7th, as you said, it's right around the corner. So everybody's anticipating it. It's it's exciting to see some more more devices in this, in this at least... Like you said, sub 500, um, and I think TCL is also in that area as well. But I don't think even you know we'll have to see how things come up. There, there's more and more things coming in. I'm excited about it. Yeah, um, I mean we're talking about throwbacks and whatnot, and for LG to finally have a phone that doesn't have the G or the V moniker, it's like, oh, is it going to be like our version of the chocolate? Is it coming back? Like, <laughs> yeah, and I would, yeah, yeah. I would love for something like that to happen. LG really needs to shake things up, and you know we got a couple of people in the chat already saying like, you know they need to market the hell out of this LG Velvet if they want it to be successful. Well, that's the thing. We don't know if it's coming here to the U.S. yet. We just know that it's literally a thing now. And um, that's true. The, the the teasers that we've seen actually have not. I don't think they've been in English. I think they've had. Uh, it, it's been. It's in. I think it's either Korean or a different yeah. a different language. I didn't catch it. So for me, it's. It, you're right. It, it could possibly be an international model. Maybe the the brother or the, the distant cousin to the V series. Since we got the V60 here in the U.S., mm -hmm. uh, maybe this one is more of an international model. There is another thing that I wanted to bring up. Oh, first of all, actually, before we move on from just the velvet alone, um, mm -hmm. like the design of this thing, like I, there, there's there are these teasers that are showing it, this raindrop triple camera design. Like there's there's yeah. uh, there are certain design elements that LG is putting into here that I feel like would set this phone apart. Um, I don't remember, like, did any of the specs come in saying how big this phone was going to be? I don't even remember. I didn't see this full specification on it, but it does definitely look somewhere around the six inch. It's type of a, it's a tall display. It doesn't look like it's a smaller one. So we're not looking into a you know five. I think very few manufacturers would go with a five inch display somewhere between a five. I think it's at the bare minimum with the way it looks. You're talking it looks like minimal bezels and at least a six a six inch display six six to six point two something like that. Yeah. Uh, I, if they go even bigger, I'm not sure how they're going to be able to keep it under five. But again, it's more of the if they go IPS versus OLED. Uh, if they go with different you know whatever technologies they're using, but at least a triple camera setup on the back, and I would at least I'd imagine at least a single camera on the front. Yeah, we haven't even seen the front yet, so we don't even know no, what that screen no, will look no, like. Nothing showing the display on exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to get into another detail, but bear with me, everybody. I got to type. Um, there was one other story that that, that appeared um, because apparently, you know, we have the LG Velvet. It's going to have um, it's going to have like mid range specifications, but it's going to have one of LG's main marketing features, which is the, apparently the Velvet's going to have its own dual screen. And I was just like, that's really interesting. <laughs> Um, because there was an accessory um, that was certified. Um, where was it certified? It, it was it was it was a, a Korean certification. Uh, but yeah, mm -hmm. a portable screen cover that was certified on April twentieth. And I mean, obviously, if that was going to be for anything other than like the V60, the V60 already has a dual screen. Exactly. Yeah, we yeah. already have the dual screen. Yeah. And the um, the certification number points to them. This is all speculation, but I just think it's interesting that. LG is indeed like sort of going all in on the few things that still set them apart. Um, mm -hmm. You and I have had experience with the dual screen as of late, so it's still like something that we, I would say for the most part, enjoy. Uh, but even oh, in a whole yeah. new line, they're still making sure to have the dual screen as a part of it. I, I think I think LG needs to double down on this. This is something that is very successful. The there's the best way to describe it I mean, for gaming on the V60. That dual screen just becomes so much more functional. It's like mm -hmm. a 3DS experience in the pocket that you're able to jump into and use it. You can run triple applica you know, three apps at the same time. There's a lot of things you could do with this. Uh, my hope essentially is that they, you know, obviously bring in all the features that we saw with the V series, kind of like how they've done it with the V50 to the G8X and then now to the V60, and then build it and bring more functionalities, more support for better, you know, better app support and more things to be able to do with it. So I. I'm really looking forward to it. If it is for the for the velvet, 
that's definitely a, a big game changer because no other manufacturer is trying to do it. Everybody's jumping into the whole foldable. And, and, and I appreciate that form factor, but you know, somebody would probably want to be able to get something that they don't want to worry about, you know, folding display, something that can work with a pen. So that'd be also interesting if they maybe bring in pen input to that one. Yeah, indeed. Um, I'm actually, I'm happy that the dual screen will be a part of this because there's only been one problem that I've had with the V60 with the dual screen is that it's overall mm-hmm. just a too, too big of a thing. Um, because with the when, case, it does, yeah, it, it's a, the clamshell side, it, it, it's a little bit, it's a, it's a big, it's a big yeah. phone. I, I think it's meant, it's meant to be big, uh, but even when case, I'm playing games, yeah. honestly, even when I'm playing games and I'm trying to use the one screen as the the the, the controller, I have to reach a little bit too far, and it, it just feels mm-hmm. a little bit too cumbersome in that sense. Um, which is why I said in my ultimate review that I said the um, the built-in controllers, not the ones where you plot out the presses yourself. I'm talking about the built-in Xbox-style controllers. Those should be more customizable. That's well, that was my biggest yeah. thing. Um, yeah. All right, cool. Well, you know, just some thoughts on the LG uh, on the LG Velvet. Uh, they're still trying to do some great things, and I, I feel like a lot of products that LG makes that could be for the like again in the U.S. Yes, they got to market better, but they do have really cool products that you know if we if we have this theme about throwback. If the LG Velvet's only in South Korea, we're back to a place where manufacturers are creating phones that you literally have to import <laughs> because they don't make them available here. It, it so my thing would be is if they're making an event of it so where they're actually able to do the announcement this way on May 7th and people are able to come into it so there is a possibility it could be international mm-hmm. more so than just for Korea but you're right it's just for me right now the way the the, the at least the adverts or the, the the snippets that we've been able to see for teasers uh, they've been basically meant for that market so those are advertised there so it may be an initial launch there and then later on for a global release and they've done that in the past so maybe that could be the the, the path that they're going with yeah but still should be nice for us to be able to you know check it out hopefully it'll be exciting and we'll be surprised uh, and we'll learn a lot more about what the uh, the brand new velvet line is going to be for sure I, I feel like you know black velvet i mean it's like i want to feel like it's prince time you know what i mean <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they went with velvet man and uh so yeah we'll see it, it looks it, nice I, I have the picture right behind it. it does make you think of like what 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 they could be trying to evoke by using that name i mean they already have the raindrop mm-hmm. camera the design is obviously something that's a little bit refreshing um so we'll see we'll see what velvet actually means more so than what we know right now um, exactly all right cool well we're gonna jump into one last break before we get into the last 10 or so minutes of the show um i do have a couple of things that i wanted tk to actually showcase i wanted to give him the floor because tk is actually um able to, to he's he's playing with a couple of phones that i think a lot of us would really love to be playing with uh but we'll get into that in a little bit by the way with this particular break if you do have questions for us make sure you get them into the chat now uh, or you can start to do so because we will be doing a bit of a q a as we do this last segment All right, so uh, we are back from the break, and we have a real, I want to say vegan or vegan, I don't know, real vegan, I want to say, he said beer? No. Um, If I were to drink, it would be whiskey, but that's later, because it is a Friday night, so I might actually do that later. Um, But yes, this is the, uh, this is just my tea right now, so any, again, any questions that you want to put into the chat, I'm gonna, we're gonna answer them, so if you're asking me what I'm drinking, this is Sencha Japanese Green Tea delicious it is really cold now though because i i made this right before i started unboxing the iphone and then of course it took a long time for so. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah, yeah. um Sync 127 yo josh are you too bougie to mess with lipton tea bags i'm gonna say right now yes uh tk along with many of our friends in the tech space and including jaime jaime actually makes fun of me about this sometimes too i am a snob i am definitely a bit of a like i'm i'm, I'm definitely a uh a kind of um i'm a i'm snobby i i i'm a little bit smug about it too because whenever we go out for coffee jaime hates going out for coffee with me because all he wants is coffee and here i am like doing research trying to figure out where the best pour over is and like all this stuff oh boy um all right let's see what else we got in here okay so while people are throwing oh actually you know what? i forgot about the uh question and answer thing that was going on there um let me see here eric put in a couple of Eric Bonilla Villa. Ooh, I think I said that right. Um, put in a couple of questions. First one that I'll ask here is any chance on Google providing something similar to the new SE with their 4A? I mean, we're Android people. We are excited for the Pixel 4A no matter what. Um, 
I don't know. Like, have you been seeing these leaks of the boxes and the potential designs and whatnot? Yeah, it's it's, it's not is, exciting. This, <laughs> it's it's similar to what we've seen. I mean, we so for the most part, we pretty much. I think the it's it's almost a hundred percent. I think it's like a ninety, ninety five percent, ninety nine. It's it'll be a seven series. It's not going to be an eight series type of style processor. Oh, of that they they reserve that one to the standard Pixel Five. So the Pixel Five will have the the standard. You know, they'll be the eight sixty five, uh, and you know, obviously with five G, hopefully. But uh, yeah, no, the 4A, I think the, the two versions that we were able to see uh, are both going to be 7 series. Uh, one 765, and the, I think the other one will have, you know, just basically a 5G and a non-5G model. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the rumors are also pointing that uh, no XL, so I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I wanted the XL model. I like the XL. You, get, you tend to have a slightly higher resolution display, but bigger battery and... Uh, it's, it's the form factor. I like bigger phones. I'm nothing against smaller ones. So, like I said, the SE is going to be an interesting uh, challenge. Yeah, so we'll yeah. You and I, goes. you and I, are very much different in that sense. Uh, because, yeah, I, I always complain when a phone is too big. Like, okay, if, um, if I'm, if I'm resting it on my pinky all the time, that's always something that I have to mention. I'm like, yeah, it's just, it's a little too big, you know. And like, like honestly, if I'm going to be using this thing every single day, like I would prefer not to have tarpal, uh, tarpal tunnel, um, <laughs> carpal tunnel, <laughs> tarpal tunnel. <laughs> Let me Google that real quick and make sure what that is. Yeah, yeah no, it's uh... <laughs> that should be the name of this podcast is uh, tarpal tunnel. <laughs> tarpal tunnel. Um, also, Eric also put in another question in the in the Q and A section. Uh, Google bringing back the Nexus line to make it a lower price pixel. I mean, why not? I mean, I I, I looked yeah. I looked at an old post that I did on Reddit because. Um, not to give any details away not that anything is actually happening but someone asked me like do you have a reddit account and i looked at my old reddit account and the only thing i, I the only thing i ever did was respond to a comment on a post about the nexus 6p and i was like dang that's like that's a throwback right there um we it all yeah, we yeah. of course missed the nexus line i could have done without the nexus 6 but like all of the all of the nexus phones were were nice right there the nexus one Oh, Nexus One. <laughs> I feel like it we is could a tiny do. Phone. I feel like if I were to think back on it, I would. I could do without the Nexus S, the Nexus Six. Those were the two that kind of didn't do it for me. I actually one of my first Android phones was a Galaxy Nexus, the Samsung one that everyone hated. Oh yeah, the Samsung one. Yeah, <laughs> when Samsung got in the ring, I no, it, it was one of the better designs. They they, they shake that thing. It shake things up and gave us a better experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wireless charging. No, no, it, it's it's definitely. I'm I'm happy with. What Samsung has done overall over the years with the design, they've pushed things. The Note line of devices, of course, if, if you know, it's iconic now. Everybody knows what a Note line is. It's mm-hmm. pretty much their line. Nobody else even touches it. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll have to we'll have to see basically if we're able to get something like that. But uh, if 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 Google brings back Nexus, just keep in mind Nexus was always a developer platform. It was yep. not necessarily intended for the mass consumer. Um, and what made it popular is because the price was so cheap. And you got the latest specs, kind of like how OnePlus first came out in the market. So, uh, I would be happy if they're able to bring that back and see. Oh how my that god, goes. I can imagine it though. That if, uh, if if Google brought back the Nexus line, everyone would accuse them of pulling a OnePlus because there's no way you're going to bring a Nexus back right now and expect it to be three hundred dollars or something like that. I mean, oh yeah, no, I think absolutely. they could yeah, do yeah, it, no, exactly. but they won't. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. We got one more question in the Q&A section. Um, I mean, we we have so much content on this already. um, So you should be able to look at not only uh, Pocket Now, of course, but also my channel and TK's channel. Again, those links are in the show notes. Um, But let me see. Amadusa Almighty. uh, Oh, no. Amadeus Almighty. There you go. um, Says, what are your thoughts on the new OnePlus 8? Okay. I'm going to assume you're saying the OnePlus 8, not the OnePlus 8 Pro. Um, I like the OnePlus 8. I think it's a beautiful phone that unfortunately has just a few aspects to it that are a little bit outdated at this point. It doesn't actually mm-hmm. provide anything that we expect from the flagship phones, but that's the reason why the OnePlus 8 Pro exists. Uh, the The sensors from last year, uh, the wide-angle 16-megapixel is, is fine, but in comparing the OnePlus 8 to the OnePlus 8 Pro's 48-megapixel ultra-wide, you're definitely missing out. Um and then you get a two, and then, you know, both of the phones have a useless lens. I'm sorry, I have to put it out there. The OnePlus 8 Pro has the color filter lens that I think not many people are going to use, the same as the two megapixel mm-hmm. macro on the regular OnePlus 8. I'm, I'm sorry, it's just a waste. It's not really a waste of space. I, I can find ways of enjoying it, but it's not as useful by far. 
as the rest. It is, and, it, it, and I think that we need to see some more functionalities added to that color sensor. Right now, I think it's pretty much limited to the filters, and I think maybe even one one of the filters mostly. So maybe maybe OnePlus is able to add more things to that one. But with the macro lens, I feel like. They could have easily done the same job with the wide-angle lens when I felt like they could have given us at least the experience of giving us maybe a more better, like include keep the telephoto, use the wide-angle lens to give you the macro functionality. But I think at the end of the day, I think, and this is something that, you know, Josh and I talked about uh, last week over on, on the podcast over on my side, uh, uh, the Saturday morning with tech. Um, it's the color. It's the color of the OnePlus 8 that I think people were going to probably gravitate towards. Yeah, for sure. It has some unique colors. Um, it, it will be supporting, obviously, you know, the the uh, millimeter wave on Verizon on mm-hmm. their version of this device. So there's going to be different things in there. But I, I feel like if you're if you're okay with the price point, 899, getting into the seven the, the eight Pro will definitely be worth where all the new innovations are there. That's where you're getting all that fresh. That's why people are so excited about the eight Pro. So yeah, I, I, yeah we'll there, have to see how things go. There's really only one phone that well not really only one phone considering that the one plus eight is like what is it 699 if i remember correctly um, it starts at 699 and 799 for the higher end yeah there is another phone that is verizon's quote-unquote exclusive not to say the one plus eight is exclusive to verizon but obviously it is the phone that can do millimeter wave so you have to be on verizon yeah um the other phone that would be in contention for it is a 999 phone i think it's 999 i don't remember but the moto edge plus so yeah i actually would think about comparing those two phones because those are the ones that you're going to see first walking into a verizon store yeah so yeah. No. No. Exactly. Moto. Moto and Verizon. I think it's. It is. Um. Sorry. Verizon actually does have it. If I remember correctly, has a couple colors, exclusive colors for the for the uh, eight. So it, it it's not exclusive as a device, but color certain colors are exclusive. Temper. I'm not sure if it's indefinite, but at least in the current time, uh, they have a certain uh, color option there that you don't you don't have a way of getting unless you pick it up directly from them. If I remember correctly. Yeah. But uh, we'll have to see. Yeah. Uh, I saw your uh, your uh, your video on that one. Yeah, the the Moto is it's an interesting it's an interesting phone. Seeing uh, Motorola back in the flagship game, so interesting. Really excited about that one as well. Yeah, um, uh, I'm, I'm refraining from saying too much about it yet because you know just just full disclosure, there are a couple of updates that are still coming in. There's still some things going on. Um, so we are we are making sure that the experience is where it should be. Um, but yeah, uh, okay. So that will do it for the Q and A for now. I'm going to go and get into our final segment. Um, as we always end these episodes, and TK and I kind of planned it out a little bit. Um, TK, <laughs> what is in your pocket now? So uh, what is in your right pocket now, now that I'm I freaking actually- I want it so bad. <laughs> So I'm actually playing with a few devices. So I mean, um, main device is uh, still the Ultra as uh, my main daily driver there. But what I'm rocking between on the side, I'm, I'm actually juggling the Mi 10, the the Shark, the Black Shark 3, and the Red Magic 5G. Oh. So it's um, a lot of gaming. Let's yeah. put it that way. I've been uh, I've been clocking in a lot of hours of gaming, mobile gaming, uh, and ignoring my main PC back there to play. But uh, so uh, the one that you're talking obviously about here is the Black Shark 3. This is it's not the Pro, it's the 3. So they 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 were very nice enough to send me the unit to check out. Uh, it it's basically a very gaming focused version of the Mi 10. That's the best way to describe it. And I feel like the Pro will probably be closer to what the Mi 10 Pro is going to be. Right? I didn't have a chance to play with the Mi 10 uh, Pro. Um, so we got this guy, which obviously is a gaming centric phone from Xiaomi. And then of course we have this guy. This is uh, the Red Magic 5G. This one's made by obviously Nubia. It's a Nubia brand, the Red Magic gaming brand. Um, both providing us different experiences uh, in sense of basically both gaming centric, but 144 hertz right here with the 1080p panel. My um, God. Fast charging. Oh, man. Uh, and and it, it took me a while to figure out and really appreciate 144 hertz. I mean, we have 120 on like, you know, the uh, the, the Ultra, uh, even the OnePlus. But at the end of the day, what we're looking at really is 144 is still new. Not, no other company is even trying to touch it. So yeah. really happy with that. Um, uh, in display fingerprint sensor gaming fans uh, I mean this actually has a built in fan with an air uh, air intake and outtake like a PC um, colorful RGB customizations on the back multiple sensors in the back of course they improve the camera setup uh, but of course everybody knows the little button the red button here uh-huh. and uh, here on the less on this one I'm sorry can I get it right so this one's a green it has the green tone into it so you can mm-hmm. see a little bit of green and it's red and that's the gaming center. That's the ability of just jumping in directly into that gaming mode. And of course, the Red Magic logo. And <laughs> I don't know if you guys could hear it yet. The fan kicked in. I got to turn that off here. Uh, but yeah, dude, I'm 
I'm happy. I love it. Uh, playing games with these things, uh, enjoying content on them, uh, watching videos, uh, over, you know, running them at their full potential. Really, really nice. So, uh, so the, I, um, I, the red magic, uh, if I'm not, I'm trying to remember the details. So feel free to correct me here. Yeah. But the red magic does have built in triggers, right? Um, yeah, both. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. No, uh, the red magic does the uh, see I'm confusing it because I have a third gaming phone. That's the ROG phone. too. <laughs> so the ROG phone does have triggers. Uh, red magic has triggers uh, right and left triggers above the display on the right and left, um, as well as uh, basically uh, the fan the air intake and outtake there. So here's the triggers here. You can get them like when you're playing games, your yeah. fingers are on top. So you don't have to do the claw on top of the display. Definitely very functional. I love having those and I always configure them for every game. Yeah, so uh, with that in mind, so if the Red Magic has the triggers, and yes, the ROG phone too as well, but the uh, mm-hmm. the Black Shark 3, did did it come with controllers or anything like that for you? Or So this one didn't come with any accessories. I did reach out and see if I'm able to get some of the new accessories in there. Um, it does have a Poco Pin connector on the bottom, so you can mm-hmm. see that there is a basically built-in dock. And what I really like about it is even the case that they included, you'll notice there's like a massive opening at the top and bottom. You're like, why is it? That's to kind of provide you that experience where you're still able to use accessories as well as the camera sensors are all exposed. So there's no gotcha. issues there. Oh, and, so, and, and I can see the, the Black Shark logo pulsating there. Like, okay, so I love yeah. I love what Black Shark does. Like I, to be yeah, fair, yeah. They, did, they did send me out to their Black Shark 2 event and I just had a blast during that event. Um, but yeah, like I've always, it was at a time when we needed extra features to really make it clear that mobile gaming has arrived. And now yeah. we're seeing like the, the iterations of it. Granted, you know, I'm sure a lot of people out there are probably saying right now in their heads, like, yeah, but mobile gaming doesn't really require fans. It doesn't require new controls. It doesn't require all these things. True. But it's, it's the chicken and the egg thing. You have to, no, oh, there you go. It's, it's, a, it's the whole allegory of the chicken and the egg. Like if, if, if the features are not available in the first place, why would the gaming developers actually try to make that happen? So mm-hmm. the features have to be there and then the developers start to use it and then they start to push the boundaries and then it's a symbiotic relationship that mobile gaming starts to get better and better. Um, no, that's it's true. It's true. And I it's it's hard to it's hard to explain it till you till you start seeing the benefits. I mean, um, the Red Magic is offering us obviously something that we normally don't think about in a in a phone. I mean a fan, a built-in air intake fan. So air cooling on a smartphone. Like who would think about that, right? I mean, if even if you have it on a PC, I mean that's I mean we don't think about that ever on our laptops. We have fans in there. We always make sure there's good air going in. But um, control over the fan, uh, the Black Shark even has. So even though the Black Shark doesn't have the uh, the triggers the way we have them there, they actually have some software configurations where you're able to use the right half and the left half of the display to actually customize triggers by long pressing them. Oh. So they've kind of software. They've tried to approach it with a software approach. And um, one of the things that I actually will maybe we can show that for you guys here in the actual settings, they show us some of the accessories that they're going to provide. Also, by the way, stereo speakers on the Black Shark are front facing, not so. That's one thing with the, a lot of a lot of devices. We'll see smartphones that have like the earpiece and the bottom firing speaker that's facing away from you. Uh, the Black Shark actually has both speakers facing you directly, so much better for sound experience. Nice. And uh, let's go ahead here, and you can actually see the accessories they're trying to bring in. I'm, we're talking oh. a keyboard and a mouse, dude. Uh, a fan, a joystick, um, actually customized uh, little uh, basically earbuds here that you can act- obviously they look like an RGB color for you there. So they've learned a lot. And of course, this is the standard fan that we've seen from before that snaps on on the back. But a keyboard and mouse, an RGB keyboard and mouse for a phone, this is going to be epic. And last but not least, of course, is the uh, the gamepad that they're talking about. So you yeah. definitely see them right. And that does All look the accessories. And, and that does look different from the gamepad from the Black Shark Two that I have. So. It is, yeah. it is different. So it's, I was thinking to myself, like, could I use the old ones? And it doesn't look like you can. I, I think the accessories are updated. Yeah, you do definitely want to be able to pick up those. Uh, the I'm hoping, to, again, to see some more more information about it. And it's going to be available soon, obviously. So this is it's available, I think, in China right now. But yes. it's uh, globally, it's going to be coming out. This one has Google Play services, um, all the things that you normally want. And it actually, it's a pretty solid... Um, and I did a speed charging test on my channel a couple of days ago, um, zero to 100% in, in 39 minutes and 59, 58, 59 seconds, almost 40 minutes, literally from Dang. zero to 100%. That's that 65 watt there, man. Um, I'm like, and, and oh yeah, and it comes with that. That's not an extra accessory. It comes with the 65 watt charger. There we go. Very nice. All right, awesome. Well, that should pretty much do it. And this is one of those instances where, like, since TK and I work 
pretty closely together that like once TK is done with with like working on that phone, I would probably just like scoop it up and use it for a little bit. But we can't do that because we're all stuck at home. <laughs> we can't. Um, but with that note, I would just want to say once again to everybody watching right now or listening in your favorite podcasting app, I hope you're all staying in. I hope you're all staying safe. And of course, I hope you're all Be staying safe. healthy. Yes, Take care of yourself and each other. Uh, one final question in the live chat that I'm just going to say as we close this episode, uh, what is a good FaceTime alternative for Android? Google Duo all the way, okay? <laughs> Google Duo is is actually that good. I use it for multiple people now. Um, I'm in a long-distance relationship. We use Google Duo all the time. It is an impeccable uh, video uh, a video calling app and also it's going to start using an updated codec soon so it's actually going to look even better than it did before even if you have a slow internet connection so just saying google duo um all yeah, right cool and it's, and it's integrated into samsung devices actually into the dialer now so you can use it directly in there indeed yeah that's samsung's endorsement so come on use it and uh also it's available on iphones it was actually one of the first i, I get it i have an iphone i should use facetime but I use I, I downloaded Duo on the iPhone SE. <laughs> the pitchforks are starting to be sharpened right now. <laughs> Pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Well, um, it looks like I don't have a timer yet for um, ending the show because it usually gives us about two minutes before Instagram says you're done. Um, so I mm -hmm. will give you some time. Why don't you go ahead and plug anything that you want to plug? Let everyone know where they can find you. Uh, as you've probably seen me before, but it's TK Bay on YouTube, uh, and of course TKDSL eight six five five. You'll see my name up there in the, in the right next to the pocket now name there on Instagram, Twitter, and, and of course uh, Facebook. Um, as you saw today, a lot of the things that we talked about today, hopefully we'll get a chance to play around the SE. I am waiting for it. I'm, I'm refreshing. I'm getting <laughs> notifications, but none of the notifications are coming in saying that something's at my door. Um, so uh, look forward to seeing some content on that as well. And of course, more gaming uh, videos. I'm actually going to, I'm working on uh, a head-to-head -head competition video between these two guys uh, just to kind of show the experience for, you know, 2020 type of a device. Nothing's wrong with the, uh, you know, the ROG phone too. It just, it's obviously, you know, there's going to be a newer design hopefully, but uh, I want to see how these two, you know, put head-to-head, -head, especially since they're both 5G, both running the 865 and some of the latest specs that we can get. But uh, yeah, uh, look for me online. And uh, if you want to reach me, Twitter is the best way. Awesome. All right. Well, um, all of those links, like I keep saying, are going to be in the show notes. So make sure you check that out, no matter what podcasting app you choose. With all that said, we're going to go ahead and call it on this one. Uh, as far as the IG Live is concerned, um, we're going to go ahead and end this. You can go ahead and stop your audio once we're done with the call, TK, and then send that yeah. to me once you get a chance. All right, everybody, in the IG Live, thank you so much for kicking it with us, and we will see you in our next one next week. Be safe. See you guys. Don't forget to get into the show notes to follow TK everywhere. You can follow him at TKDSL8655 on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me, your host, at JVTechT on Instagram and Twitter. That's JV. I love tech and I love to drink me some tea. From there, don't forget to follow Pocket Now everywhere, including the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Pocket Now. And just like I said at the beginning, we do these Instagram live broadcasts as we are recording the podcast. So if you want to be part of the conversation, you can get into the live chats near the tail end of every week uh, just as a bit of a teaser for all of you later this week i am going to be recording the next episode with a one david kogan also known as the unlocker so look forward to that episode and if you want to be part of the conversation make sure you hit up that ig live from there we're going to go ahead and call it on this one thank you so much for listening and we will see you in our next episode